0: thank you for tuning in to the legacy church podcast we hope this message inspires and encourages you it is so good to have you here with us celebrating this christmas season today we are so glad that you can make it here with us with your family and your friends And we've got so many, uh, we've got three other services today, and we're just so excited that we can open up our doors today and just welcome everyone in. But most importantly, we're just excited to welcome in the presence of the Lord today. Amen? Isn't it good to be in the presence of the Lord? We've been in a lot of presence throughout this year, but it's so good to actually be in the presence of the Lord, and I'm so thankful that we are in his presence today, and I'm thankful that you are here with us today. In Luke chapter two, verses one through 21, the word reads, it says, in those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house in the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. And she wrapped him in cloths and and placed him in a manger because... There was simply no room for them in the end. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby and keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone all around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah. He's the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And then suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel praising God, and he was saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. And when the angels had left him and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem to see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph And the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And when all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them, but Mary treasured up these things and pondered them in her own heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. And on the eighth day, when it came time to circumcise the child, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he was even conceived. And in Isaiah 9 and 6 says, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father and the Prince of Peace. Everything that God does, every prayer that he answers, every miracle that he performs is simply for one purpose, and that is to magnify his glory here on earth. It is amazing to me that God that desires for his glory to be known out throughout the universe, that same God would choose someone like you and I today. Someone with a past. Someone who is not perfect. Someone who has a few faults here and now, someone who wakes up with a bad attitude every now and then, that God would choose someone like us to carry out his very plans. It amazes me that God wanted to make His name known throughout this universe, and His glory available to everyone. Yet He chose for His son to be born, not only in Bethlehem, but in a major. In Bethlehem, Bethlehem, little old Bethlehem was scarcely worth comparing to any of the other cities that God could have chose for his son to be born in. Why would God choose little old Bethlehem, a lowly place, to have his son born there? It's just the way our God operates. God chose a place that was small, unlikely, quiet, out of the way, and God does something there that was so great, that was so powerful, that it That it not only changed the trajectory of not only of history, but not only of the present, not only of the future, but it changed the trajectory of eternity forever. But why? Why would he choose little old Bethlehem? I think he chose such a beginning for this king simply to remove all boasting and comments so that only he could be seen at the end of the story. He didn't need a city full of lights. He did not need a city full of personalities. He did not need all the cameras in action. All he needed was a little something. I mean, I can just hear the doubters if he chose, if Bethlehem was this really upcoming place. I can just hear the doubters now saying, of course he chose Bethlehem. They have the nicest delivery rooms in Bethlehem. Of course he chose Bethlehem. That's where the people that's born with a silver spoon in their mouth, that's where they're born. Of course he chose Bethlehem. That's where all the rich people live. But no, you don't talk about Bethlehem like that. Little old Bethlehem. But it all just shows how merciful and wonderful our God really is that he would bestow his favor on such a little place like little old Bethlehem. If you can go back with me for a moment to Saul and where the lineage of David kind of gets his start. Saul was the king and it came time for him to be replaced. God sent Samuel to where else but to little old Bethlehem. Little Bethlehem to find the next king. Mm. And when Samuel got to Bethlehem, David's little house. He didn't choose the obvious, the older brother. No, but he chose little David out in the fields. And when it came time to defeat the big giant, like uh, when it came time for him to defeat the big giant, God did not go out and find someone with a huge stature or with a great, with a great warrior. No, no. He didn't find someone that had great sword skills. No, he chose little David who had a little sling and a few little Stones. It's just crazy. Why would someone like God that is out to make his name famous? Why would someone like God, the creator of the universe, who's trying to get his glory known throughout all generations, why would he choose, why would he choose Bethlehem? Why would he choose the little places? Why would he choose the little no-name people? Why would he pick the most unlikely situations? Why does he use why does he use little towns and young Youngest sons and little stones and lolling mangers and little mustard-sized seed faith why does he do it david knew David understood. David, the man after God's own heart, understood the principles of God. He understood the principles of the least of these. Little unlikely David, with a little slingshot standing in front of a big, bold giant, looks up and says, You come to me with a sword and a spear and a javelin, but I come to you today in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day, the Lord Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you and take your head from you. Listen, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Then all that is assembled here today, then the entire assembly shall know that the Lord does not save with a sword, he does not save with a spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into my hands. Did you hear that? David said, I get it because if God uses somebody little like me and my little slingshot to take a big old giant down, it will show people it was the Lord. It will show people his glory. It won't show them my glory. They won't be able to blame it on my military training. They won't be able to blame it on on all of my weapons and, and artillery. No, all I have is a sling. But no, but for thousands of years, generations will read this same story and say, It was the Lord. God uses the unlikely to magnify his big name. God chose a stable, so that no innkeeper could say, "Oh, it was my inn." That's why he's the king. God chose a little old major, so that no wood craftsman could say. Oh, the king chose my crib. It was my crib that made him the king. God chose little old Bethlehem so no one could boast of all the great assets that that city had that made the king. Bethlehem. Little old Bethlehem. So unlikely. Not much to offer anyone. But it was exactly what the Lord was looking for. There are people that are here today that feel like a Bethlehem. They feel like they're just little in this big old world. They feel like they have nothing left to offer. They feel like they have nothing left to give. They're not rich. You may not be great with relationships. You may have had a Bethlehem type of year. Can I get an amen this morning? 2020 has been a Bethlehem type of year. A year that has felt like no good could come from this. But I bring good news to you this morning. If God could turn a little unknown town into a global phenomenon, God can turn your year around in just a second this morning. If God can give birth, if God can birth a king in the middle of nothing, surely he can turn your nothing into something today. If the Holy Spirit can put something into a young girl like little Mary, that because she did not quit, but because she did not listen to the sound of the voice that said, oh, I'm sorry, but there's no room for you here. No, because he put something in her and that she knew that It was something from God, but because she kept going and did not quit, that thing that the Holy Spirit put inside of her changed life forever. Guess what? Just imagine if God did that with her, imagine what God can bring out of your Bethlehem, your little place. Your little house that's not a mansion. Your little family that's not perfect. Your kids that sometimes act like you wish they were not your kids. You know all of those situations. And then so many times, if God can do that with her, guess what God can bring out of your little Bethlehem? Your mess. Your little nothing. Bethlehem in the Hebrew means the house of bread. Wow. How could the house of bread be a place where there is nothing? In other words, Bethlehem may have looked desolate. It may have looked like a whole lot of nothing on the outside, but there was something on the inside of that city that was keeping it alive. It was the bread. There was something on the inside of that city that was keeping it ready for such a time as this. It had bread. You know what bread is? Bread's carbs. Can somebody say amen? Some of you are about to enjoy some carbs this week. I see it in your future. It's a prophetic word for somebody. And whenever you partake of the carbs, just say, he is the bread. It it, it is his desire for me to have carbs in my life. It had The city had the carbs. The carbs is the energy that you need. And guess what? Inside of it on the outside it looked like nothing but on the inside it had some energy going on that kept it alive in the middle of nothing. It had bread so when it got hungry they would not be malnourished. I can hear the locals saying right now guess what? Welcome to Bethlehem. We may not have the best accommodations but you will not go hungry here. Why? Because we have the bread we don't have the biggest we don't have the largest hotels we don't have the greatest buildings but guess what we have the bread let me tell you something what is on the inside of you will get you farther than what people see on the outside of you and in the middle of your bethlehem in the middle of your chaos in the middle of your, in the middle of your mess, in the middle of this thing called the United States of America, you need bread. You need bread. At the end of this year, you need some bread in your 2020. So you don't fall apart, but you keep going. And Jesus said to them, guess what? I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger. He who believes in me shall never thirst again. Jesus said, I am the bread. He was saying, I am that thing you need inside of you. I am that thing that you need in the middle of your nothing." I am that thing you need in the middle of your chaos. I am that thing that you need. I am that thing you need in the middle of your 2020. I am that thing. I am the bread. I am that. And Isaiah, when Isaiah was prophesying about the birth of Jesus, the birth of Jesus, he said, unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. In other words, unto you, I give you some bread. In the middle of your nothing, I give you a child who is the bread. And he will make you live again. He will give you energy in the middle of your nothing. He will turn your 2020 into prosperous. He will make make what seemed to be a year of death into a year of bread. He can turn your relationship of death into a relationship of Bread. He can turn your house of death into a house of bread. He said, I give it to you today. It's Christmas. And God is saying to you, I want to put something inside of you this Christmas that will bring you back to life. It's my son Jesus, the bread of life. Will you stand with me this morning? I wanna pray for you today as we close. I wanna lift you up today in prayer. And I wanna pray for two, two situations today. If you could, would you just close your eyes and bow your head with me just for a moment? The first person I want to pray with today is the person who says, you know what? I need Jesus Christ. I need the bread of life in me need his salvation you may have been saved five years ago but have kind of wandered away and you say you know what I need to come back to the bread I need Jesus in the center of my life you may have never been saved you may have been saved as a child no matter what the situation you say you know what I need Jesus in my life today his eyes are closed and heads are bowed in this place if you're in this place and you say you know what I need jesus in in the middle of my life would you just raise up your hand today i'm not going to call you out i'm not going to call you forward i just want to yes i see your hand i just i just want to pray for you where you're at i'm not going to embarrass you today or call you forward yes i see you today i just want to pray for you amen amen and the next person you may put down your hand the next people group of people i want to pray for you say so you know what I know Jesus, but you know what? I've got some things in my life where I just need something on the inside of me. I've been keeping it looking good on the outside, but inside of me, this has been a year like no other. I've been tested and tried. I've gone through some things. I've gone, I've had to climb some high mountains. I've had to walk through some low valleys and I just need some bread. I need some energy that only comes from the father. I need something on the inside of me that's going to help me finish. 2020 and step into 2021 like God desired for me. If you're in this place and you say, you know what? I just need some bread of life today. Would you just raise up your hands in this place? I see you. Yes, I see your hands. I see your hand. I see you today. If you're in this place and you raised your hand, I want to pray for you today. Heavenly Father, I come before you today, God. I pray, Lord, that right now, God, I pray, Lord, that right now, Lord, that you just begin to move on the hearts of these people. God, I pray for the three or the four people who raised their hand that said, I need Jesus Christ in my life today. God, I pray for those people right now. Lord, if you're, if you're one of those people that raised their hand, I just want you to repeat after me, say, Heavenly Father, I come to you today and I give you my heart and I receive you the bread of life into my life. I receive you today into my life today. God and I pray that today I'm not perfect but in you I am made whole today. You are the Lord of my life and I will never ever be the same. God, I pray for the people that said, you know what? I just need some bread in my life. In the middle of my chaos, in the end of my 2020, I just need the bread of life today. I just need the bread of life today to come in and restore me and finish me up. I need you today, oh God. Touch them today. Touch them today, Lord. Restore them today. Give them strength today. God, I thank you today. I give you praise today. If you're in this place and you're able, would you just clap your hands and thank God for the people that found Jesus Christ this Christmas? Come on, let us adore him today. Come on, raise up some voice. People just found Jesus Christ this Christmas. It's a reason to celebrate him today. Come on, let us adore him this morning. Thank you for listening to the Legacy Church Podcast. For more information, visit LegacyChurchRome.org.